You're listening to Mornings with Eric and Bridget on Moody Radio 89.3. We're talking about stewardship. And when you hear that word, what comes to mind? And what does it look like to have stewardship holistically in our life? We're talking about that with our stewardship rep for Moody Bible Institute, Doug Crisofoli, and especially about some seminars that are coming up in just a few weeks. Doug, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Good morning, Bridget. Good morning, Eric. It's great to be back in the studio. Yeah, tell us about these seminars real quick, and then we got some other things we want to discuss with you. But when are they happening, and what can we expect if we show up for one? Yes, we have two uh, estate planning seminars coming up later this month. One in the Fort Lauderdale, Palm Beach Garden. I'm sorry, one in the West Palm Beach, Palm Beach Gardens area on January the 23rd. That's an evening session, 7 p.m. And then the next morning on the 24th, we have one in Fort Lauderdale starting at 10 a.m. And they're really opportunities as an extension of stewarding everything that God has given us. One of those things is stewarding our legacy. How do we invest for our children? The Bible tells us preparing and providing for our children and our children's children. And also talks about... Um, investing in the kingdom. And we do that during our life, and we do that as we plan for when we're not going to be here. How do we care for what God has entrusted to us? That's the heart of stewardship. Yeah, I would just say um, I'm probably like most of our friends. You know, you have there's what the bell curve type thing, and most of our friends listening right now are kind of in the middle of that when it comes to their finances. And you're like, well, I can't really plan for too much of anything. I'm, I'm, I don't have a lot or I don't have much to worry about it. This this seminar is practical information, no matter really where you are in that curve, right? That's correct. That's mm-hmm. correct. We'll be talking at the front end of that seminar a little bit about stewardship as the foundation for all that we do so that we make sure that we're we're speaking holistically with everyone. And then we have an, a local estate planning attorney that will be there. This is someone who's been in the estate planning realm for over 20 years, specializes in this. He's an attorney, and he'll be able to uh, share some of the concepts. What's a will? What's a trust? Do I need both? Power of attorney? What's that? Mm. He'll talk about all of those pieces and parts um, that help manage the resources that we have. And then we'll close off with some discussion about some of the unique services that Moody Bible Institute offers. And the most important part of the seminar is probably the last half hour. That's question and answer. That's an opportunity for you to bring your questions about this process. It's amazing that more than 50% of people above the age of 50 don't even have a will. Hmm. There's no plan. And the interesting thing is if you don't have a plan, the state of Florida has a plan for you, Hmm. and it isn't going to reflect your Christian values. And that's why it's important to have a biblically balanced estate plan. And that's what this seminar is going to help us understand how to create and give us practical tools. And there's going to be a lawyer on hand, like you said, that's going to walk through those specifics. You can get details about that right now at moodyradio.org slash South Florida, both those opportunities. But we talk about stewardship, Doug. I mean, that's obviously a big theme in your role here at Moody Radio, Moody Bible Institute. But what does that look like holistically when we think about time, treasure, talent, Let's break that down a little bit. What does it mean to steward, let's say, for example, our time? Sure. Um, A lot of people in the business world are probably familiar with the term time management, Mm -hmm. but it applies to our lives outside the business world as well. Uh, I'll give you an example of poor stewardship, the uh, proverbial couch potato. So you finish your day of work, you you put your feet up, you're watching television, you're really kind of disconnecting. Well, disconnecting is good and it's valuable in its place for the for an appropriate amount of time, which is limited because we're what are we here to do? 
We're called to live a life that is honoring to the Lord and to worship Him in all that we do, and that includes the time that we have. So if we have a limited amount of time, which we do, there are 24 hours in a day, and some of that time you're sleeping, and some of that time you may be working, and some of that time you may be parenting or investing in your children— Some of that time you may be volunteering. You may be serving at your local church or serving at a food pantry. Those are investing in the kingdom with the time that we have. And we have that opportunity. It's not that we got to do this. Mm. It's that we get to do this. Mm. We get to serve the Lord with every fabric of who we are. And that includes how we use our time. You know, I think it's interesting because when it comes to time, you you talked about the couch potato. At the same point... um, I've given myself freedom to find a good book and read. There's there's times to energize yourself. And that if you're not doing that properly, then you're being a bad stewardship of, steward of your time also, aren't you? That's correct. I mean, stewarding your time and some of the examples that I used is not about being busy. It's about putting your time at the right time into the right things. So there are times for me— A blissful Saturday investing my time wisely might be spending four hours in the kitchen because for me, that's a way that I relax. It's a way that I express myself. I get to see some of the creativity that God has given me as I look at what do we have? What can I create from what we have? And some of that also includes preparing some meals that I might toss in the freezer. So on a Tuesday night when I really don't have the energy or I've had a very, very busy day, my wife and I can still enjoy a, a very healthy home-cooked meal that doesn't require me to spend an hour in the kitchen. Mm. It's stewarding. Yeah, and so you talk about that creativity that God's giving you in the kitchen. That's like a talent, and all of us have different talents. How do we steward that well for the kingdom and for our Heavenly Father? Absolutely. Great, great um, and, um, example, Bridget. Mm. Um, the gifts that God gives us are those talents, and some of those gifts might be expressed in creativity, which— You might have that gift and you might serve in your church in the children's ministry and you have the best crafts. Everybody wants, can't wait to be seven to be in your class because (laughs) the kids that come out of that class always come out with just joy on their face and they've been energized because you're taking your creativity and instilling it or encouraging it in those youngsters. Um, So, and it may be that, it may be working with adults Uh, sharing, uh, we talked about, you know, the food pantry or a soup kitchen or whatever it may be. It's, It's using the gifts that God's given you. I happen to have an organizational gift. So planning for the estate planning seminars is sort of right in the middle of my ballywick. So I do that here in South Florida, but I do it for the whole state of Florida because we're doing six seminars that whole week. Two of them are here. Mm. But rather than have my uh, colleagues have to duplicate the same thing. We've agreed as a team, gee, Doug, you're really gifted in this area. Why don't you do that stuff? And so I do the same thing for all six seminars so that they can use their gifts and talents where they can shine and and invest in the kingdom effectively as well. Sometimes it's trial and error, right? Figuring out what your <laughs> talent is. You mentioned children's ministry. I was listening to a women's speaker at a women's conference say, you know, I, I tried volunteering in the nursery and the kids and I both knew that was not my gift. <laughs> Sometimes you've got to try things to figure it out. Yeah. And it's interesting. If you don't really know where your gifts and talents lie, the encouragement here is to try exactly like you mm-hmm. said, because you don't know And it's interesting. You may feel that children are not your gift. I'll give you a great example. I went on a missions trip. I led a team to Honduras back in August. Mm -hmm. 
one of the women on our team was like, kids, me, we just, we're not in the same sentence, okay? <laughs> Every single picture I have of this particular woman while we were on the trip, she's surrounded by kids. <laughs> when we got there, we got to see the way that the Lord organized special meetings with her. And maybe she didn't feel comfortable in that space, but she was clearly gifted. Mm -hmm. And the smile on her face was so indicative of, of the joy that not only she received, but that the kids received by the Lord allowing that. Mm -hmm. So if you're not real sure, jump in, jump in, check it out, give it a try. I think when we hear that story about the man that took the coin and buried it in the ground, right, and covered it up. And then when the master came back, he pulled out his coin and said, look, I got what you need. I think that coin causes us to think of money, but it is also our time. We can bury our time somewhere. We can bury our talent somewhere. We can bury our finances somewhere also and not use it for the kingdom. And uh, it, that that story is more than just a coin being buried, isn't it? It absolutely is. But as the truth is with so many of Jesus's stories, if you sit back and you open your mind and your heart to what may be underneath the surface, you will see things like you just described. Yes, it's talking about a coin, but I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about everything because he is the source of everything that we have. I was reminded this morning, just the breath that I was taking in was a gift. Mm -hmm. And so it, when, you, when you look at all of the, the parables that Jesus talks about this, much more than just what's written on the surface or written in the Word. So we talked about time, we talked about talent, but treasure is another gift that he's given us. Absolutely. And it's, uh, it's very human to say, I mean, one of the first words that a children learns is what? Mine. Mine right? <laughs> right. <laughs> and and we, so here we are 20 years or 40 years or 60 years later, and it's my house and my car and my money and my bank account. But the reality is, biblically speaking, that's not the case at all. God God gives us these gifts not to own, but to manage. And when you make that mental connection, heart connection with the truth of the Word of God, and you begin living as a steward and not an owner, it changes the perspective. It goes from I got to to I get to. The minute that you get to a place where you can invest these resources joyfully into the things, whether it's taking your, your, one of your kids out to lunch and spending a one-on-one -on -one with them. You're investing resources into the kingdom because you're speaking truth and life and hope into your child's life. That's the role of a parent. But so often, you know, we get caught up in the busyness of life that we don't get to do that. The same thing with stewarding for the legacy. We, we have these resources at our, at our disposal to manage well. And I think we all want to hear what the Lord said, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with little. I'm going to give you much in the kingdom is the inference there from Scripture. The truth is the, truth is the same here on earth. As we plan for our legacy, how are we going to care? We don't know what tomorrow brings. When The, the Word says we're not promised tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So with that being the backdrop— we do need to have an estate plan in place in the event that something does change for myself, for myself and my spouse, or for my spouse. I want to make those choices now while I have the vision. And as my life changes, an estate plan is not a one-size-fits-all, and it's not a one-and-done. 
when an estate plan is done, the recommendation is go back and look at it every couple years. Dust it off. Let's make sure that it's accurate. Every good estate planning attorney will tell you that because you may make an estate plan at age 50 when you have such and such an uncle who's really good and you want that person to care for your finances if something were to happen. But 10 years later, you look at your estate plan and maybe that uncle is no longer in that position or maybe that uncle has gone home to be with the Lord. Hmm. You need to go back and adjust the, set, the, the suit to make sure the suit continues to fit.